apologize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Hello there. It's your favorite host, Obi John Kenobi. It's, well, okay, well, it's actually Tuesday, but you're listening to this on Thursday. It's Thursday, so that means one thing, an all-new episode. Seinfeld. <laughs> yep. Wait, I'm like, that's like 30 years away. An all-new episode old. of Seinfeld on NBC. If it's 1994. <laughs> uh, it is Top 32 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I'm Obi that John. joke's never going to stop. not be funny until we get to cease and desist later. It is the NXT of the WWE of the yes. dark nerdy brand. Yes! <laughs> We're the better of the two. Trust well, me. Once again, I have no idea what that means. It's part of the brand split. Like, there's Raw, there's SmackDown. That's the main roster. And then NXT is the proving ground or, the, like, the training ground. Like, the, they're the next superstars. Like, the, the minor leagues? Not really the minor leagues. Sort of. Hmm. But, I mean, there's dudes on NXT that are way better than the dudes on SmackDown, for sure. So where does the WWF fit in all this? The, uh, the World Wildlife Foundation? too stupid yeah. to hump each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been Julian Explains Wrestling. <laughs> Sitting across from me, uh, our resident expert on all things guns, beer, and titties, wearing his awesome camo jacket and some kind of Trump hat. I haven't seen it. No, it's just no? America. We grow beer. Just America. America. We grow beer. <laughs> it's true. It's Julian. Hello. And the man who puts the geek in, or sorry, puts the nerd in top nerdy to me. Forgot what show I was on. <clears throat> Commander Cox is here. I am. This is true. Truth has been spoken. He are, therefore he am. Yeah. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> uh, um, forewarned, it's peak allergy season right now, so uh, you're going to hear me sneezing a lot. I'm trying to cover it, but uh, it's going to Lysol? We need Lysol. I need bleach. Bleach. Lysol. Garbage bags. But not those stupid oh, fucking man. dentist masks. Those things don't work. Yeah, no, no. Especially those the people walking around with them like half off their nose. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lady walking through the parking lot today. Wasn't even wearing it over her face. <laughs> like, they were only using it in the bathroom? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Three different customers came in today wearing gloves. And I was like, that's not what those are for. Nice. To so think of all the contaminants that are now all over the... Whatever every, they touched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. saw a video today... Two guys walk up and they go to shake hands. Right before the, you know they, they they actually shake hands, they stop and they pull back. And so the next scene is them using hand sanitizer. They wash their hands with hand sanitizer. Then they pull gloves out of their pockets, put gloves on. Then they pour alcohol, rubbing alcohol <laughs> on the gloves, wash that off, and then commence to shaking hands. It was wonderful. See what I don't get is kids today will literally eat each other's buttholes. <laughs> But we're worried about... And Tide Pods. Don't and Tide Pods. Tide Pods, yes. Cinnamon Challenge. They'll do all this shit. But they won't shake each other's hand. 
You know, I've been inoculated so many times that I, I couldn't get it if I tried. Uh, I drank out of a, an old water bowser that was made out of like the back of an old Chevy Blazer. So I've drank rust, I've drank calcium, I've drank granite, limestone, anything you can imagine. I drank out of a water hose growing up and living in a trailer in East yeah, Kentucky. So I'm here. basically immune. Yeah. So. Well, it's a perfect segue in today's <laughs> first topic. Because uh, we're going to get topical, kids. We're going to talk about shit happening right now. In case you're living under a rock, or in case you're listening to this like 10 years in the future, uh, in, in that case, how did you find us? Uh, we're talking about COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. What was COVID-1 through 18? <laughs> no, no, no it's, uh, it's, it's actually coronavirus ID 2019 is, is what the link oh. is. Yeah, so it's, it's the year. Way to just ruin the joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for yeah, that. Yep, okay. no, it's fine. COVID the 19th <laughs> ruler of Zamunda uh, so yeah look it's a virus it's an uh, it's, it's it's a worldwide epidemic we're all going to die from it um, so says yeah, CNN yes. yes which it's really easy to avoid just you know stop drinking Coronas it's not that hard yeah I mean, it's shitty Mexican beer anyway exactly. like go get a Modelo go exactly. get a Tecate uh, yeah Pacifico I can name a million better Mexican beers there oh, you go. We solved the problem for you, Walt. Yeah, just, You're welcome. What about, isn't Corona doing seltzers now? Has anybody yeah, seen them? Everyone's doing wild? seltzer everybody's now. Have you seen them in the wild, seen, though? I have not, no. I'll, I'll try them. Well, we're, <laughs> what we're actually going to talk about, uh, specifically, coronavirus is now gotten serious. It's now starting to affect my summer movie schedule, goddammit. Yep. Well, you got to forget think. the 16 million quarantine in Italy. Now it's affecting my movies. <laughs> <laughs> now I care. No yeah. movies for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> this show's favorite pastime, other than getting drunk and punching midgets, is going to the movies. And we all know it's like going to the gym. It's a cesspool. Like every time I sit down in that seat, I just wonder what's on my jeans. So, well. Specifically, it is closing international markets. Um, China is basically just the entire country is shut down. Uh, that's already starting to, to. We already saw movies having their international releases bumped, uh, but just this past week, a big release, uh, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Not only was that's the perfect title for the exactly nineteen. Uh, they planned it that way. <laughs> Gangbusters. It's all MGM. It's a marketing campaign gone wrong. Let me guess. It's the a, villain was going to use a biological well, a warfare, a super fast well, acting strain of the flu. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it was. It was uh, an intern. They just took the the term viral marketing just way too fucking seriously. <laughs> Yes, the dude from Mr. Robot was going to infect the world with it. And they were like, oh, shit, guys, guys, this went way too far. we got to redo this movie. we we got to cut out some sections or people are going to know what's up. Uh, but Is he going to be Dr. No? That's the rumor. We'll have to wait till fucking November to find out now. Just make it a Christmas movie. Fuck it. <laughs> it pretty much is. Yeah, you're going to make uh, it a Thanksgiving and... Nobody goes to the movie on Thanksgiving. So, but that, that that wasn't just postponed internationally. That is worldwide. That movie is not coming out until November now. Um, there's lots of speculation of other movies following that trend, uh, just because it's too crazy for a movie to be released in one market and wait three, four months in another yeah. to come out in another market. It, it's financially doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's also bidding over to things like uh, the South by Southwest Film Festival, which is 
one of, if not the biggest film festival in the United States. Lots of independent movies get their first big splash there. Um, that has been full on canceled, not delayed, not postponed, canceled. Um, conventions like Emerald City Comic Con, which is one of the larger ones in the country, has also been canceled, all because people are terrified uh, that they'll have to wash their hands. Um. My, my wife was telling me uh, the other day about uh, the convention uh, in Ohio that, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure, I think it was for something in her industry or something, that uh, canceled completely, like three days before it was supposed to go off. The uh, shut it down, said we're done. The, uh, what is it, the Arnold Classic, like the powerlifting and yeah, bodybuilding that's thing? It. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it shut down, like, they said no guests three yeah. days before it was, they still had the, the actual weightlifting really? competitions, See, yeah, but they did not allow any uh, guests to come yeah, into the halls, I, no I spectators, know, no nothing. The, 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 way I, the way I'd heard it was that they, like, a couple of weeks out, they said no spectators, and then, like, two or three days, they actually canceled it, but I, I don't no, know. No, they I, went through, like, they through there were some people that go to a gym that I follow on Instagram that were there, and, okay. like... The mountain set another record for deadlifting like a thousand pounds again or something. He lifted so. eighteen redwoods with his pinky. Because <laughs> those are the kinds of challenges he sets. <laughs> he chopped a tree down with his penis. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Uh, or wax. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my the question I'm posing with all that being said, all that in the back of our minds. Um, I was watching an episode of, I'll give full credit, Screen Junkies. Uh, they were talking about how it's starting to affect some of this. Or, excuse me, uh, fandom, not Screen Junkies. Whatever the fuck we're supposed to call it now. Uh, anyway, one of them brought this question up, and I was like, that's a really good idea. Or, or a really uh, interesting question. Is this the, maybe not the first, but the, the, the latest death nail in the traditional theatrical release system? Uh we're, we've been hearing for years how you know, traditional movies going to the theater, being released, uh, you know, in different markets. Uh, that, that whole old school mentality of releasing a movie is antiquated and outdated, and is all dying off. We've seen stuff like uh, Avengers: uh, Endgame being released day and date in the entire world. Um, I think there were a couple other movies this past year that did the same thing. Uh, so that's in there, and then with the potential of of other countries being quarantined like china and italy are could this be sort of the big push of of doing away with that whole idea of going out to see a movie no. I, thought term, I thought the term was death knell okay whatever isn't it the K- nail in the coffin i don't think so i think it's k-n-e-l-l not nail i think it's knell I'll double check that. Alright, while well, Dickhead over here is researching that. The final um, de- the, yeah, he keeps the nerd in talk nerdy to me. That's why he's here. I mean, no, I'm fine with like checking grammar and shit, but I mean, okay, I anyways. Okay. I did have to look up purview, how to spell that the other day, because I wasn't exactly sure. Anyways, no, this will not be the death of okay. The death of the movie industry is me paying $12 for a small Coke and a small popcorn. Like... If they keep so charging, not in the Cinemark Movie Club. You're right, so. I'm not, and I get tired of like taking out a small business loan every time I want to go to the movies. <laughs> so if that if it ever goes out of style, it'll be because of exorbitant prices. I don't think the actual event of going because aren't there still drive-ins? Like, don't people still have there America? Are still drive-ins. Yes. People still have America online. Yeah, like the shit never. <laughs> yeah, it's I, never going to go out of style. Like I know there's plenty of people. 
that ditch their kids at Sky Zone or whatever, Adrenaline Zone or whatever, and go to the movies just to get away. Yeah. Even yeah. if you go there just to nap during a movie, you're getting away from your kids, it's never going to go that style. It's always going to be a cool thing. You're always going. There's always going to be teenagers who want to go sit in the back row and finger bang each other during the trailers for the next fucking Marvel movie. It's never going to go yeah, that style. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's never going to go away. Um, and I don't think this is going to kill it. Um, the uh, Eventually, I mean, we're going to go into a warmer season. Um, and the coronavirus cases and, and everything is going to go into somewhat of a remission. We're not going to hear it. The, the infection rate is going to go down because we'll be out of the quote-unquote flu season. Uh, it happened. The same thing happened with the Spanish flu back during that pandemic of around the turn of the 20th century. Now, same thing it, happened with swine flu and avian H- bird flu. And H1N1. And, and, and SARS and all the SARS, exactly. We're going to go in through... Uh, it's gonna. It's an election year, so we have to have a pandemic, <laughs> and then we'll get away from it. Yeah, somebody's gonna. Yeah, but it's gonna. It's gonna drop, and things are gonna get a little bit. They're gonna loosen up. We'll get back to normal. Um, and now it may not be like you said, though. I mean, everything's already being postponed, so it is gonna throw a wrench into the summer schedule because things aren't gonna get released right. But it's like hurricanes. It's like earthquakes. It's like everything else. Shit happens. We'll deal with it and we move on. Just listen to Dr. Drew did a great video, and I hate giving credit to that yeah, motherfucker. He did a great video. He did saying. a great video where he gets on there and explains that people should listen to licensed medical fucking doctors and not idiots on television who get a microphone put in front of their face. Yep. Nobody on CNN, other than maybe Sanjay Gupta, should be telling <laughs> us anything about infectious diseases. And he's like a heart surgeon, or he's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. So he probably shouldn't <laughs> even be talking. But yeah, just wash your fucking hands. You don't need to stock up on toilet paper and bottled water at Costco unless you're just an asshole in California. And trash like, bags. Yeah. Literally, wash your hands. Stop tongue-fucking your cousin that's been to China in the last few months. And just, oh yeah, it's racist to call it the Wuhan flu or the Kung flu, I heard. Really? The Kung flu is my favorite thing ever. Though. <laughs> Not the racist term at all. As a, as a connoisseur of fine puns, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. But just, goddamn, grow up, wash your hands. If you're not, if you don't have AIDS and you're not 90 or 90 or like a child who hasn't developed an immune system because your mom, you got a helicopter mom, she won't let you outside (laughs) without your bubble suit on, more than likely you're going to survive this. It's got it. Yes, it does have a mortality rate of what, like 3%. It's killed more people than SARS, but SARS had a much lower infected rate. This has infected way more people. Way more people have fucking recovered from it. It only lasts about two to three weeks. That's incubation and active symptoms. So just fucking everybody wash your hands and calm the fuck down. But go see movies. But I, I shouldn't eat Chinese food, right? Did they get the shit from China? <laughs> I've had that conversation three times in the last week. This really? is how stupid yeah. people are, because literally Chinese restaurants God. across the United States literally have to put we do not get our ingredients from China. It is nice. safe to eat here. We buy local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we the one over here by us gets the same one, the same rice from the same fucking place as the Mexican joint. So nobody's yep. fucking ducking yep. them. Of course uh, not, because it's not the Mexican flu. It's the Kung <laughs> flu. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, at my work, they just implemented, uh, we, we now have a questionnaire if somebody comes to visit our facility that's not a SOS employee. We have a questionnaire they have to fill out now before they can come into the Well, building. I can understand your industry because of the ties to... Yeah, but we've already shut down all of our international well, travel fair. and everything else like that. Well, but. at my place of employment, somebody came in and said their cousin had it. Okay, did you make out with your cousin? <laughs> yeah. Why are uh, you? Yeah. Yeah. 
This is Kentucky. Yeah, that's fair. But then we were just like, and my job is getting to where they're like, if you want to, if you don't feel well, go home. We won't penalize you. We're not going to fire you. But every time, every hour you take off is going to be unpaid. So you can literally take off the rest of the month. If you can, if you got paid. the sniffles, you're yeah. not going to get paid, but you're not going to lose your job. How stupid can you be? And I need to know who your sugar mama is <laughs> because I got bills to pay. I will be there. I'm not going to wear a surgical mask because that doesn't do shit. Yep. But I will be there with a flamethrower. They fucking have, cauterizing anything that looks sickly. Yep. My my work has started distributing face masks if, if people want them. And for the parts, the trial parts that we have to do full layouts to before sending them on to Toyota Technical up in Detroit for their trials, um, the parts that we get in from the Philippines, people are now wearing gloves to touch the parts. <laughs> like, really, guys? This thing's been on the ocean in a container for six weeks. Six weeks. These things were made before the outbreak. All right, but it came from an yeah. Asian country, therefore I'm afraid of it now because <laughs> I don't understand how diseases or uh, geopolitical boundaries yeah. or shipping works. Yeah, I mean it's a the live contagion can only last for what like 30 hours max. Yeah, outside even of that a, yeah. outside of a human host. I had a, a woman call today to put a cake order in, and at the end of me taking her order, she goes, "Oh." And y'all are taking precautions against all this outbreak stuff, aren't you? <laughs> and it took every bit of me to be like, I'm at work, don't say it. I'm at work, don't say it. I'm at work, don't say it. Because I just wanted to be like, no. I licked every cake in the store. <laughs> I've been like, outbreak? You mean that weird movie with that monkey? Oh. Wow. <laughs> what about a Kevin Spacey? Yes, Did Kevin Spacey eat the monkey? Is that what started the outbreak? We have removed all Cuba Gooding Juniors from our cakes. <laughs> oh. That hurts. Uh, yeah, people uh, are stupid. Well, uh, well, back to sort of our topic on hand. Uh, this is my, my biggest concern is, uh, and this ties back into my love of physical media, uh, and my hatred for all things streaming services, even though I subscribe to like four of them, which right there is the fucking problem. Uh, you are your own worst enemy. Yeah, it's one more notch in the, hey, this is why streaming is awesome. You can sit at home in your quarantine apartment and just binge Netflix or Hulu or whatever all yeah. day. And we'll just, hey, for an extra five bucks, you can watch Bond right now. That's going to happen at that's some gonna point. That's going to happen. Here, uh, and that's, that's going to be a sad day for me because I love going to the movies. My favorite pastime. Uh, if you watch the channel, you know that because I share my experiences with you. But uh, you're right. I, I'm with you guys. I don't think theaters are ever going to fully go away. But uh, I enjoy having like six in town yeah. to choose from. Uh, growing up in a town that had one theater with two screens. Wow. My options were pretty limited. Uh, I grew up in a town that didn't even have a theater. When I moved to the big town of Dubuque, Iowa, <laughs> that had two movie theaters for a total of i think at that time like nine screens my mind was blown man the first time i brought uh uh the doc jason to regal theater here in town (laughs) jaw on the floor like this is the theater yeah like does that a mall attached to it no it's just a theater yeah and that's not even like one of the i mean it's a cool one don't get me wrong hamburg's always been this was like 2002 yeah but it's not like an alamo draft house or one of the other big like it wasn't like doesn't have an imax it might now but like when imax came out and it was like giant theater seating like that was fucking cool as long as they keep making innovations they start showing i mean they're showing stuff in 4k and everything like just keep doing it right if as long as they keep making movies that are worth seeing on the big screen like i'm not going to go see some period drama with like a bunch of bitches sitting there talking about their 
fucking periods and why they can't get a man. Like if you're going, to oh, he meant oh, menstrual period. trauma. Okay, menstrual. Okay, we yeah. thought he meant like I was set thinking, in a different time. Yeah, period. I was thinking yeah. I really want to see 1917 on the big screen before it's gone. <laughs> okay, when I yes. say period drama, I'm talking about like some bullshit like fried green tomatoes. Well, or last time like Scott brought or a Pride and Prejudice. Last time Scott brought a period drama up, it was there will be blood. <laughs> yes, but yes. no, like war For movies, those of you action don't know movies. What it is. <laughs> Uh, monster movies like I don't want to watch fucking Godzilla for the first time on a 42 inch I want fucking Godzilla 30, fu- 30 fucking feet tall sort of like he is in real life I want one to one scale Godzilla yes <laughs> we demand authenticity in our uh, fake yeah. monster movies yes uh, also yeah the word is death knell K-N-L-E K-N-E-L-L so the tolling of a bell to mark someone's death used to refer to the imminent destruction or failure of something but he was talking about the final nail. Okay, yeah, we final crossed metaphors, nail. but it was he meant the, the final, final nail in the, the coffin. coffin. Yeah, that, that's a that's a whole different thing. We're Boondock Saints. We're mixing metaphors, man. Just give it a program. <laughs> so you hear it here, folks, and I'm talking directly into the mic to the audience. Anytime you see Commander Scott in public, you shake his hand and let him know you hope this isn't the final death nail <laughs> in his coffin. There you go. That one's free. You're welcome. People in glass houses shouldn't sink ships. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> now why don't you make like a tree and get the hell out of here? <laughs> it's the leaf. All right. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. Uh, all right. Like I said, I think that topic would take us too long. I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. Yeah. So we'll move on to what I think will be the much larger topic today. Uh, and Julian already gave us a nice uh, tee up for it. The long thought dead monsterverse uh the dark universe if you will that universal was all game four and then the mummy fought hard and it was all dead again and then i mean there's a longer history to it than that but essentially the notion of taking the old school universal monsters and revamping them for modern audiences has been around for a long time it has worked less often than it has bombed i think like the mummy the 99 brendan fraser is maybe the best example of hey this could work um yeah, I love those movies. Because then we got two sequels and a spinoff to The Mummy and Van Helsing and the Wolfman movie with Anthony Hopkins and Benicio Del Toro and Dracula Untold and yeah, right. all these all these movies that were going to revitalize this genre and didn't quite work. But now we might be turning a corner. Uh, it might not the dark universe may not be as dead as, as we thought it was so way back like probably two years ago we did a story on how universal can still revive the dark universe and one of the things i said they should do is give it to bloomhouse productions thankfully they listened to the show and listened to my advice because the invisible man which came out two weeks ago three weeks ago i think at this point uh was made in-house by bloomhouse productions uh if you don't know who that is uh every cool horror movie in the last 10 years Probably Bloomhouse, and half of the bad ones. Uh, but their their whole business model is um, high concept, low budget, quick turnaround. Uh, most of their movies are made for under nine million dollars. Put this in perspective: Invisible Man uh, to date has made ninety eight million dollars worldwide on a budget of seven million. Not a hundred and seven. Not 207, 7 million. So far, a return of 98 million. Uh, it's got a Rotten Tomato score of 91%, a user score of 88%. So, on all accounts, 
it's doing very well. Uh, it took the idea of the Invisible Man and really updated it for a modern audience. It also gave it kind of a, uh, uh, I don't want to say it went full out, get woke, uh, because they did not go broke. They did. So See, I, that's all I, you got to say. I, I, that's I all you have to say. You, you don't have to make it so difficult. I, it's, I don't know what the hell it means. Okay. Look that up, motherfucker. You're looking up death nail. <laughs> death nail? I know what it means. Uh, but, so coming off the back of that, we've also, just this past week, the trailer for the new Candyman reboot sequel, reboot cool thing. Spiritual sequel. There you go. Uh, produced by Jordan Peele, uh, featuring the return of Tony Todd in some capacity. Um, trailer looks great. It's getting really good buzz. Um, do it there, Candyman. Buzz. The buzz. Okay, okay. Just so want to make sure everyone got my bad puns. For the five people that have watched the movie, you know what we're talking about. Uh, and then in, uh, just this week, it was announced that James Wan, the man behind Insidious, The Conjuring, Aquaman, Saw, Fantastic Seven, very diverse group of movies for James Wan, uh, is producing a movie that essentially is Stranger Things versus Frankenstein. Uh, it's described as a group of teens discover a local man is creating a monster in his basement. Uh, which to me sounds like, okay, there's your low-budget Frankenstein reboot. Cool. Uh, so with all this stuff going on, uh, it seems to me that we might be in the ground floor upswing of seeing maybe the next big trend, rebooting horror icons uh, on the down low. Uh, these are not $200 million summer blockbuster Marvel movies. Um, I don't think any of these has a budget of maybe over, I'm not sure what Candyman's budget is. I can't can't imagine it's more than $20 million. Um, James Wan movie isn't being shot or a thing yet, so I don't know about that. But uh, that's sort of the way things seem to be going. So I thought it might be fun uh, for us to give our pitches on what we think the next horror monster franchise whatever reboot should be uh and then specifically i made scott cox type up the entire script for his so we're gonna read that today no i'm joking uh i said i believe the 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 voicemail or the uh the uh, text message said don't just name a movie pitch me what it looks like uh scott's got two pages of notes on his so yeah i'm I'm typically woefully unprepared, but this is just embarrassing for it's myself. Uh, well, I'll, it's not quite two pages; it's a page and a half. I, I did a, a, I just did a, a bullet point, three act summary of, of of my idea. So, take it away, Scott. Well, so my idea. First of all, I am going to preface this by saying that, like Candyman, I did use the the new Halloween, you know, sequel to the original. Let's let's ignore what else is come before to reboot the retcon cool. the retcon thing um but i did not know Candyman was doing that until tonight we were, you know, when we were discussing it in the pre-show um so i did steal it from uh halloween but i did not steal it from Candyman knowingly well even halloween's uh, not the first one to do that so. oh really what was yeah. the first one i don't know uh first one i never heard of for horror movies, maybe, but uh, the Terminator, oh god, like the last two or three have oh. all ignored continuity except the first well, two. Well, yeah, but Judgment Day ignores continuity. Not purposefully. I, I mean, <laughs> movies came out and well, intentionally were going to ignore all yeah, these. And just go, even Halloween, I don't think the new Halloween was the first one to, to ignore previous uh, continuity. But... Uh, Go well, ahead. Anyway, when you when you first pitched the idea, I, I, the first one that came to my head is is my favorite 
uh, horror franchise, and I don't know if I've discussed it on the show, but I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I did not know that about you. He designed his own Nightmare on Elm Street board game. (laughs) If you ask him about it, he'll let you play it. Well, designing, it's still in the development phase. It's awesome. It has custom dice. And this is the ASMR section of the show, (laughs) which, as Scott explained, is just people whispering in the microphones. Goddamn whispering. Anyway. Sorry, um, the mic is on a swivel now, and I'm having way too much fun with that. So, um... So at first I thought about, you know, how would you reboot uh, Nightmare? Because I, I put it in, I put Nightmare movies in, in three categories. You know, you've got the Wes Craven Nightmare, which is the first one, and New Nightmare. And you know, they're great movies, awesome classics. I, I love New Nightmare. Uh, and then you've got um, three through, uh, three, four, five, somewhat six, and Freddy vs. Jason, which are just fun you know slasher films and you know freddy's cocky and everything like that and then you got two which we try not to talk about two as much as possible um but then i thought i thought about the halloween reboot i'm like well, why don't we you know go that route with with nightmare on elm street okay just ignore everything else so you've just, got the good the bad and the we don't talk about those the good well the the good the fun and the we don't talk about okay those. yeah and they tried to reboot it of course back in what, 2010 with, uh, Sounds about right. Jackie Haley yeah. and all them. And I just watched that about six months ago, and I, I tried to like it. I tried to watch it as an unbiased, but uh, I just couldn't. It was It's pretty forgettable. Yeah. So I, I came to the conclusion that you can't reboot Nightmare without Robert England. Okay. You can't. You, uh, need, you need a Robert. I don't think people are going to disagree with you on yeah. that. However... You cannot sustain a new franchise, multiple movies with Robert England. A, he's too expensive. B, he's too old. He's you know he's not going to do it. But you need him at least to help. So I came up with a, a basic story here. So in Act One, you know we we you need Nancy back because you're going to have to have that you know tie in back to the just like with uh, okay. what's her name Strobe Lady. I don't know. I hear Johnny Depp needs work too. <laughs> he dies in the first one, so, so bring him so, back. Okay, so you're ignoring your movie. No, no, no. We're not ignoring the first one. This is a direct sequel to the first one. Bring him fucking back. <laughs> Who fucking cares? It's I his mean, nephew. Yeah. <laughs> so, Solved. Anyway, give me a rider. It is. It is. <laughs> it is the dream dimension. So anything. Yeah. So okay. So you know, we open the movie. We find Nancy. She's living a normal life. Thirty-six years down the road, she has moved far the fuck from Springwood. She doesn't want anything to do with it. She tries to put it behind her. When a news report comes on television, um, basically uh, reporting a story that is just now making the national stage concerning a series of brutal murders uh, of, of kids and young teens trope. In, in Springwood. It trope a, alert. It's a trope. It's a, of course it's a trope. Okay, I thought we were talking about getting rid of tropes. No, that's a different topic. All right, fuck. And this is just, a, this is just an outline. Leave me alone. When we actually make the movie, but we can... tropes, when used properly, aren't terrible. So, anyway, so she finds out about this, because she's not in Springwood, so she finds out about this, and the headlines are reading, new Springwood slasher, question mark. So she calls her dad, because we need to get, uh, uh, what's his name back, because he needs work, and he's, he's actually, I looked it up, he's still acting, and he's really cool. And blah, 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 we get all the, the whole back and forth, you're too close to this shit, you know, We're, this is just going to be straight... Straight standard shit. So we have the scenes. She moves. She goes back home because she knows how to defeat Freddy, or at least she thinks she does. Um, 
Uh, we have scenes, uh, and then of course she does her and starts doing her investigation, and she starts talking to the friends of the murdered kids about their dreams, uh, and we basically mimic the the scenes from the first Nightmare movie where they're talking to each other. We mimic those scenes, and we can even use some of the same you know terms and and everything else like that. Um, uh, but of course the kids don't seem to know what she's talking about. They, they're not they're not having dreams. Uh, at uh, at the end of Act One. We have her going back to the boiler room where Freddy kills his, you know, uh, kills the kids and everything. When she's uh, confronted by Freddy outside the dreams, uh, before anything can happen, cops show up and arrest him, and we find out it's just a guy who was using the Freddy legend to kill. All right. Okay. So that night, start of Act Two. That night, uh, Nancy does begin to dream, and we get just the shadows and 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 just 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 hints of Freddy, the the, the scraping of the claws. Uh, whispers of England's voice calling her name, that sort of thing. Next day she goes to the station to confront the killer, we're told, uh, and then we as the audience throughout this whole scene, we're told, of course, they have to let him go based on technicality because we're mimicking uh, uh, Fred's original kind of thing. Um, He is released to huge media attention. That night, uh, Nancy dreams of Freddy again, but more fully now, um, and he basically says, you know, she started to believe again, that's what brings him back. <clears throat> because she's restored the power that she took from him way back at the beginning or at the end of the last movie. Uh, and then, of course, we, we glimpse his next victim. Next morning, the victim's killed. Uh, parents are at the police station uh, wanting the old dude, because I don't have a name for the character, I just call him old dude, wanting him rearrested because obviously he's killed again. And, of course, the police are saying that could be him. He's been under constant surveillance since he was released. We know, we know exactly where he was. Um... Of course, Nancy tries to, to tell, her, tell her dad that Kruger's back. He doesn't believe her. Blah, blah, blah. I actually wrote down blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, so then Nancy goes around to tell all the surviving kids and stuff that they have to stay awake because, you know, she knows who Kruger is and she knows how she can save them. Um, she goes to sleep that night to lure him out. Just like last time, she goes to turn her back on him and take the power away. This time it doesn't work. And he says, "Yo, no, not this time. This isn't going to work." He said, "I found a, I found a new power." Stop! Um, stop! Stop! Yep. He says, "Not this time, bitch." Thank you. I actually had it written down, bitch. I just there didn't you say go. It. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna write bitch. dialogue from Mr. England, <laughs> if you're, if this is going to be a shitty version of Scary Terry from Rick and Morty. <laughs> you got to say, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> So anyway, so he says, I found a new power, and then Freddy shows her old dude, and then of course they have a fight, she barely escapes. <clears throat> so, uh, and we, we, we and then and basically, we, then we go, going into Act 3, we know Freddy is back. Um, uh, the police station is swamped by a mob of angry parents demanding old dude's arrest, threatening that if the cops won't do their job, they will take matters into their own hands. Uh, Nancy shows up at the station to confront her dad again. This is where we learn the old dude's address because the deputy slips it to the mob and Nancy overhears it or some other how gets the information. So she goes to old dude's house to confront him to find a way to kill Freddy for good. Mob shows up while she's in the house to kidnap old dude. Uh, she finds her way into old dude's basement and that's where we find his veritable library and shrine to Freddy, including books on the dream demons, the dream core, uh, the Nightmare Gate, the Guardians, and, and basically all aspects to nods of the, the lore from, you know, uh, three, four, five, okay, and everything. Uh, Nancy finds a notebook uh, that old dude had been writing in, 
details everything he knows about Freddy, including what she thinks is how he became a guardian of the Nightmare Gate and potentially how to destroy him. So, meanwhile, the mob is taking old dude to the boiler room to extract their revenge, but Chief Thompson shows up to stop them because he's been through this before. He knows what they're doing, he knows what's on their mind. And he actually manages to make an impassioned speech to them about how it nearly destroyed him and his estranged daughter, his wife committed suicide 30-some years ago. And he talks the mob down and stops them before they can torch the place. Um, but before taking Old Dude into custody, uh, Old Dude triggers uh, basically a preset system he has, and he ignites the place, and the thing starts to go up. So uh, as the mob and the cops are running out of the building, uh, of course Thompson's taking a last look back, and through the flames, he, see, he sees old dude down some pills. So Nancy, we cut back to Nancy. Nancy then is, is basically going to sleep as well, hoping to use old dude's notes. When she shows up in the dream world, she's in the boiler room and it's on fire, just like in real life. Old dude is tied to a chair. But when Nancy goes to rescue him, she pulls his you know, head back and it's, it's England. Completely de, de, defredified. Okay. Um, and then old dude shows up out of the flames in full regalia. Um, and uh, basically, uh, we reveal that it, it's it's plot from old dude. He learned enough lore that he could take Freddy's place as guardian of the Nightmare Gate. And so then we, we, we have the ensuing fight between Nancy and old dude and, and Kruger. Um, old dude kills Nancy, but before she dies, she convinces Kruger that he has to be the one to take old dude's power. Um, and, you know, like he did, and so that's how we wrap everything up. But of course, you know, we find out in the post credits or however you want to do it that it didn't fully work, and now we have old Dew as new Freddy. Once again, just an outline. I know, no, I, I get that. And like I said, we were t- earlier we were talking, and like, yeah, I have like eight pages because I kept running down like a detail and then throwing like not all like that and starting over again. I get it. I get it. Breaking a story is not a quick and easy thing to do. I like most of that. Uh, I think fans, for the most part, would be happy with that. It's got shades of New Nightmare. Just shades um, of New Nightmare, yeah. But it's, it's still set in the same continuity as the first movie. The walking into the basement, the treasure trove of references to other, you know, that the fans will, will love that shit to eat that up. Yes, um, I would. As long as there's Johnny Depp. The only, well, yeah, <laughs> see, see, the only issue there is, don't... If the intention is to pass the torch to from Freddy to somebody else, which and I like how you found a way to in story continuity do that, mm. props on that. Uh, but don't pussyfoot around with that. If you're gonna ta- if you're gonna pass the, the the torch to somebody other than Freddy, don't play around with the, the tug of war over the powers. Like you've got to. And you keep calling him old dude because I get it; he's not a very fleshed out character. Yeah. But if you're going to try to supplant and pass the torch from Freddy Krueger to Blue, yeah, Blue needs more. Like I, I want to like this guy as a, as an antagonist. Yeah. So you, you really need to do. I don't say this. You'd have to really build up that character. Oh Teddy yeah. Bluger. <laughs> Nailed it. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree. If that story was going to work, first of all, you need Robert England on board because you got to have Robert in there. And two, whoever you're passing the torch to, their on-screen presence has to has to take it and pull from them. They, if you watch Star Wars lately, you don't need anybody. Like They could be <laughs> dead and they can still show up. I'm going to throw an idea out here. Yeah. We joked about it earlier. Okay. But if you're going to pass the torch from this horror icon to someone else to take over his his sort of duties. Uh, 
there's somebody attached to the the Nightmare franchise who hasn't been back to the Nightmare franchise in a long time, but who loves makeup and prosthetics. He's already got prior experience having knives for hands. Okay, they were scissors for hands. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Make it Glenn. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you're exact. You're Glenn's dead. Yeah. But it's, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger is dead, too, but he comes back as a dream demon. Yes. That's the whole point. No. Pass the What's fucking up? torch. Let me. Let me. No. I'm not, no. We're going to improv no. this. I'm going to no. yes and. We're going to no. yes and this. No. We're going to no but this. We're going to keep your whole plot structure. <laughs> old old dude who's doing the copycat murders, right? He's the uh, estranged son of, was this Glenn the character's name? The estranged son of a teenager that died in high school and had no kids? He was we fucking. We don't, don't like know he wasn't. didn't have any kids. Yeah, I've seen 21 Jump Street. He was banging all those chicks. <laughs> Did you watch the new Halloween? Laurie Strode, or not Laurie Strode. Yeah, Laurie yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Laura Stroh doesn't have any kids in that, but she has them by the third one. And, and I, it would not be too much of a stretch well, okay, to say so, that when he was 16, he knocked up some girl when he was fooling around the side with somebody who wasn't Nancy. Boom. Yeah, I don't think so. Do the math on that. So the first one was, what, 84? So if he had a kid and knocked him up when they were that age, he'd be, be about age. our age now? Yeah. Totally doable. Well, he'd be your all's age. Fine. Be quiet, old man. <laughs> so the the guy who's going around doing all these murders, you can keep all that stuff in there. But his ultimate goal is not for him to become the dream demon. It's him trying to reach out to his father because he thinks there's a way to get to him through the dream dimension. So just imagine, same setup. Uh, um, Nancy is in the dream world, and she goes to lift up what she thinks is the head of and boom, it's fucking Johnny Depp. It's Glenn. It's, it's, and she's it's, just it's, like, what the shit? So how did you age? Why yes. are you in a dream world yeah. when you're dead? You should be in the afterlife. I and, don't know. And, it's your dream, bitch. You tell me. Nothing, yeah. nothing See, I even work bitch, bitch into it. Yeah. Nothing, bitch. Nothing, no, just, yeah, that's a million dollar idea. God, that makes because no he spent sense. 30 no. some years the world being tortured no in the dream dimension by Freddy. And he's not the Glenn we knew anymore. He's pissed. He's angry. <laughs> Of course he's angry. He's scary Terry. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> of course he's angry. Apparently we just wrecked on his entire The shit. only way like you're going like to like get people like on board with passing the torch off from England is to, to pass it off to somebody who's just as much of an icon. And I hate but, giving no, the no, guy no. work, but I mean, he needs it. No. After Amber Heard tried to put him in the poorhouse, he needs it. I don't give a shit about him or whoever this Amber lady is. Oh. Uh, Whatever is Amber Alert's going on. I don't know. <laughs> Another now, pun. Sorry. Now, I, I just, I, you know, I don't like the, the Johnny Depp angle. I don't well, like Well, that's why you're not going to get rich off this idea, and we're going to steal it, and we're going to make it a three-movie franchise, well, and we'll see you at the fucking Golden Globes, because it's not going to win an Oscar. That's all so contingent on uh, Team's gonna, Choice Awards, It's going to get Best Comedy or Musicals. When it's the Raspberries. <laughs> It's all hinging on will Depp even come back to do it and could you keep that secret long enough to the movie coming out in theaters and people don't know yeah. that that's coming. Yeah. I don't I don't like sacrificing the story just for a cheap grab because of Depp's I'm not sacrificing. If you're going to go so the whole point of going back to the original would be to build off the story of the original set up yeah. even if it's 30 years later. Yeah. yeah. And by do you're bringing back one of the most well-loved characters from that first movie who died so so a character dies in a movie therefore we can't like them 
I should burn all the Obi-Wan shit because he died? No, but oh, what okay. I'm saying is there's nothing in those movies, there's nothing in the lore of Nightmare on Elm Street that brings somebody back from the dead. Until we ex- until we write it. No, I'm not saying he physically comes back. He's been, His soul's been trapped in the dream world. But there's nothing that says a soul is trapped in the dream world. There's nothing we'll that says write it. it. It's okay. <laughs> I've got a pen. I'll put it in there. <laughs> oh, good lord. It's a uh, MacGuffin. We'll, like it. we'll figure it out. You spent too much time researching the Nightmare movies to build your game. You gotta remember, they're fucking movies, and people make up the rules from movie to movie. And I know you know that, because they know how much it drives you nuts. Yes, it drives me nuts when the rules don't matter, and people just throw the rules out. Like, oh my god, Glenn's back. It's just like, uh, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. The rules are made up, the points <laughs> don't matter. The don't matter. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Sorry. Well, we just I like most. You off the island. I like still, most. I like three fourths of what you have, Scott. And I, 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 I like I I'll even give you eighty percent. We wow. just got to throw Johnny Depp in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay using him in a dream. I got no problem with him being. No, there. he's got to be the new villain. I don't want him to be the new villain. I want him to. I don't want to see. Johnny I never Depp. wanted anything more. I don't want to see Johnny Depp with the glove and the. You'll never get. You'll never make new movies cheap enough for the franchise to actually make money. That's a fair point. Because because he may need work now, whatever this whole Amber shit is, because I literally don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, but uh, um, the minute, if that hits, guess what? Next movie, he wants $20 million. That's why you signed well, him to a multi-movie contract to begin with. Yeah, but yep. then he just breaks the damn contract. It's, like, it's not like it never happens. Yeah, but then he's forced to pay back any and all money he's made from it, and he gets zero royalties. So now you have enough money to make your next movie. See? Okay, so you just keep stalling forever. Cool. You put a, another clause on there, we have to make the next one within yeah. 18 months. Just don't like Johnny Depp. Don't like well, Johnny We Depp. get that. I don't like Johnny Depp either, but it's a killer idea. <laughs> Literally. Hell. <laughs> okay. Oh, so <laughs> we're going to transition out of this. Um... Do you want to pitch yours, or I can do my quick one? Uh, you can do yours, because okay. I'm still formulating mine. Okay. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out a way. Uh, just go ahead. So this came to me at work. Uh, this is not my full pitch. This is just sort of a mini pitch. Um, but if the whole concept is to take uh, uh, horror icons and IPs and run them through the Bloomhouse production model, um, something you can do very low budget, small cast, few locations, uh, and it's high concept, would be... Uh, a modern take on Jekyll and Hyde. Think The Hangover, but a horror movie. Young Dr. Mm. Jekyll, whatever, uh, 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 super smart, whatever, invents a formula to do, blah, 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 blah. Um, he takes it one night because he, he wants to test it out, wakes up the next morning, and it's, it's literally sort of like The Hangover in that he doesn't know where he is, he doesn't know what happened, he's, whatever, naked and covered in blood, and it's, it's, it, the whole movie is, or maybe not the whole movie, but... Uh, him trying to piece together what the fuck did I do, what just happened, um, tracking back his steps, and suddenly realizing that uh, because he drank the formula now, he has no control over it, and, and in certain uh, times, he hides out, and you know, it's just the concept of not being in control of your own actions, but having to deal with the consequences of something you did that you're not aware that you did, I think you could play with that in a horror setting. Uh, again, that's all I have for a pitch. I have no story notes or like flesh out. I just, I just think as a concept, I think you could do that really well, and I think you could do that. You could do that movie on five million dollars. Yeah, I mean they did it in like the 
second episode of Penny Dreadful. So yeah, yeah. okay, well, there you, well, you can do it better than that. I was gonna say it's also uh, they've also done it in uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man. It's the 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 whole Goblin storyline. Yeah, well, Jekyll and Hyde's not a yeah. new thing. No, no exactly. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it would be easy to do and, and yeah. easy to do cheaply. Yeah, especially if you bring Giant Depp into it. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to be the Invisible Man, so... Yeah, there you go. How do we know he wasn't? Still is. Does they cast a different actor in the movie? Yeah, but he's invisible. You don't know who he is. They even show the Invisible Man, like in yes. his... Oh, see, they ought to do it just without ever showing him. Without ever showing the Invisible Man? Kind of like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You never re- like you kind of see the outline of him, but you never actually see him like flesh and blood. Yeah, like like invisible, like fully invisible, yeah. Yeah. No, there's some scenes where... Uh, like he's walking through smoke, and there's a big thing at the end in the rain where you can see the outline of him. Do you see his dick though? Does he wear? Does the Invisible Man wear underwear? They solved the "you have to be naked to be invisible" issue. I'll say that. Okay. okay. I don't want to give. So too, they it's, solved. It's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, I don't want to give too much, but they they went more of a um, uh, modern high tech approach versus a I drank a magical formula approach. So more Hollow Man than Mystery Men. Yes. Okay. People can look at him, and he can still be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I love Mystery Men. It is totally overrated. Uh, Way ahead of its time. Uh, man, you know, I, I kept trying to think about this, and like, I kept trying to find a new spin because I really wanted to do like something. Because I love Rick Baker. I, I sit there and watch the whole thing about Rick Baker on the Joe Rogan's podcast. It was phenomenal. I love Tom Savini. I love practical effects. And I wanted something along those lines. And I was like, well, Werewolf's always, it's classic. You can do that. But then I was like, let's do it with a fucking Western. And then I remembered fucking Penny Dreadful was terrible. And fucking <laughs> Blood Moon was terrible. Oh. So, god damn it, that just kind of, that just ruined me. And then I was trying to think of something like along the lines of the creature of the Black Lagoon, but then I stopped because I assumed that's what you were going to do. I may or may not have two pages of notes on that. <laughs> that's fine. Um, and then I didn't want to do vampires because Castlevania has done it better than any live action uh, TV show in a while, which the season three is fucking badass. You need to watch uh, it. Yeah, it's on my list. Um, God damn it. And then, what, then I was starting to think about what's the weird monster from Beastmaster, like the giant bat thing that like absorbs people and like then spits out their bones. I haven't watched Beastmaster wow. in a long yeah. time. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. Might be like a Mothman kind of thing. That movie was terrible. But Richard Gere, <laughs> yeah, the Mothman prompties, that was terrible. So so actually yeah, okay. now that now we keep spitballing, I actually want to see like a live action and I think they could do it fairly well. Base it on uh, the Jersey Devil. Oh, okay. Yeah, if we're gonna go like urban legend and yeah. stuff like that, rather than like universal horror, like, because um, obviously you did Freddy, and then uh, yours was technically in it. But I was just thinking, like, what other like horror theme could we go with? And I think like Jersey Devil would be really cool because there's all the ones stories about the Pine Barrens and like the creature. It could be like Chupacabra, whatever you want to do. Yeah. It could be along those same lines, but any kind of like mythical creature that we've never seen before actually show it on screen um practical effects you can base the story on anything like uh, a native american legend like a wendigo or something mm-hmm. like that or you could base it on it got out from one of the military bases that are up there there's tons of them in new jersey and new york or it came down from canada how about call me crazy on this we redo a new story of the thing 
And this time, rather than doing shitty CGI over everything, we actually let the effects group that we hired do the effects on it. We let a Rick Baker type makeup guy actually do the thing makeup. Because if you don't know, the most recent version of The Thing, uh, the prequel to John Carpenter's The Thing, Mm. which is frustratingly just called The Thing. (laughs) (laughs) 25, it was over 25 years, so they Uh, got the copyright. They hired, it wasn't K&B effects, I forget the, they they hired, (laughs) no, they hired a, a practical effects house to come in and do all practical on set makeup effects and prosthetics. Uh, these guys spent months working on this shit. And then the studio execs were like, eh, just do CGI. So they literally, wow. I think they delayed the movie even to do this, went in and paid another effects studio to digitally paint over oh, with CGI effects. the practical effects. I have, I mean, I've never watched it. I just, I just refuse to watch it on principle. Like, is it worth even watching? If you want to watch The Thing... But you don't want to watch exactly the thing you already know beat for beat for beat. Yeah. Yeah, throw this one in. So is it going to be necessary for the reboot cool that's coming out in like So the new one years? is literally just where we have, we've, they found new material from the original short story. So it, 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 it was written, the original story was written as, as an entire novel that got cut down to fit within a magazine. Uh, which is the story we've we've adapted uh, so far. So this is making a whole new movie based on the full novel. Is the newest one Universal is currently working on. So do it in the old west, and don't have fucking Daniel Craig as a ca- and Harrison Ford as cowboys, and make it <laughs> cowboys and aliens too, but a horror version. Electric boogaloo. Electric. <laughs> Thank you for carrying on. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, no, I love, uh, and I've talked about this uh, a lot on the show, but there's a great thing, Xbox game called Death Watch. That is literally, it's, it's cowboys versus Vikings, essentially. Uh, there's this, like, uh, a, a group called the Death Watch, and they, they, they stalk and kill vampires. And vampires have now come to, like, the new country, the new world. Uh, it started as, like, a monastic knight group back in, like, the Middle Ages. And when we, you know, our story takes place in the Old West... So swords have been replaced by six shooters, uh, but the the order still exists. Uh, your main character is robbing a train. Uh, when you get to the vault car, it's a giant coffin. You think it's gold. Uh, you unleash like a master vampire. He bites you and, and kills a bunch of people and flies off. The whole rest of the game is they're using you to help them track down the master vampire as you're kind of getting used to your new vampire abilities. Um, Why does that sound so familiar? It's very much Dracula 2000 ish. Uh, well, it's John Carpenter's the, Vampires. And the Mummy got, Returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really? But yeah, John Carpenter's Vampires was fantastic. Yes, too, it yeah. is. Uh, that novel's fantastic, too, so by John Stickley. Right? Yeah. I love James Woods. I don't, I don't, I don't mind James Woods, but I, I remember not caring for that movie. But You're thinking of Ghost of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one ever thinks of that. <laughs> I hated that. I hated that movie. That was so but, bad. No, I'm so I, sorry. I did not. Uh, if you watched that, let's that. watch. I'm so sorry. We'll have to do another let's watch of vampires. But uh, no, it was a really fun game, and it was a fun horror western, which yeah, you never really see. You know, you know like Bone Tomahawk and. Yeah, yeah I guess that's, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got like the schlocky ones, like I said, like Blood Moon and. Uh, there's a few other shitty ones, but yeah, just make like a. If you even did that, you could say like, 
the Earp Order or something like Wyatt and uh, there you go. Uh, the other Earps, the two Earps. Wyatt's the one, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Sam Virgil. 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 Yeah, because yeah, the other one died, mm. and then Doc obviously. So yeah, you've got the two left over, and what do they do? Or like, did he die? Because he could be. Undead. He could be the vampire. There you go. They could be hunting down, and it could have been Doc Holliday the whole fucking. Boom. God damn it! Doc Holliday was a vampire the Virgil, entire time. They're hunting down vampires, and Doc Holliday's a vampire. Gosh damn! It just writes itself. That would be nice. That'd be I'd fucking badass. Son of a bitch. Any movie studio, call us. We work cheap. <laughs> yeah, basically bourbon and blow and a couple hookers. That's all we need. Uh, production assistants. <laughs> Key grips. There you go. Alright. You knew it was coming. Is everybody ready for it? Saddle up. Get comfy. Uh-oh. Here's my pitch. I didn't mean to spoil it for you. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. No. They knew this was coming. If anyone's ever listened to this show, they knew this was coming. That's fair. Um, uh, I'm going to jump back on my campaign of hashtag new movie for Creature. Hashtag Creature Lives. Uh, we have not seen the Creature, creature from 2, the... Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I'll watch it. Uh, we've not seen the Creature from the Black Lagoon on screen since The Monster Squad in 1987. Cabin in the Woods. There was a mer... A merman is not the Creature from the Black Lagoon. There, there was. Uh, so, of course, my pitch is this is my pitch for Black Lagoon. Wait, from wait, wait, House wait. Productions. What was the fucking the fish? The Shape of Water was not the creature. There you from go. The Black it was. It was he the, the now. Chick. Keep keep that in mind because I'm awesome. I'm gonna come back to that because it won an Oscar and it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, who directed Blade Two, best movie ever made. So no, uh, fuck that and no, fuck Koran. No. We're not running with that bullshit anymore. Just because Koran said it doesn't mean it's not true. Blade Two was the best movie ever made. It's fantastic, start to finish. Excuse me. Excuse me. We have all been to a lecture <laughs> that suggested Smokey and the Smokey Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit is the best movie ever made. Yes. It actually Look, backed it up. I rarely argue against Uncle Joe Bob, but uh, oh, by the way, Uncle Joe Bob did a video about coronavirus. I just saw it pop oh, up. Really? I saved it to watch later. Yeah, oh, have to go shit. watch that. Okay. Uh, so modern setting, uh, a logging company is looking for new territory, trying to expand. Dexter just... works for the logging company, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's Dexter versus the creature from Black Lagoon. Sometimes I want to kick my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain later. Okay. It's too much to get into. Um, watch the first four seasons of Dexter and then just well, stop. Watch the first three. Okay, you're watch the watch, four. watch four and then stop. And then stop. Yeah. Uh, really? So a logging company, which may or may not employ Dexter, <laughs> uh, with the giant-ass beard, uh, is looking for new territory. They've discovered a lost tributary uh, that, according to local legend, has been sealed off uh, for a reason. It uh, leads to the oldest part of the jungle where it potentially has the biggest and most profitable logs to, to, to harvest. Uh, ignoring the warnings of locals, um, they, they end up... Uh, uh, they find this tributary that has been sealed off. They blow it up because explosions are cool. Um, we follow a group of students who are making their way uh, with a local guide into this newly opened tributary, uh, which is supposed to be off limits. No one except for the, the locking company is supposed to be in there. Um, so we're on board a beat up old ship called Rita, because I'm going to crime as many references to the original movie in this as I can. Uh, 
our heroine is a uh, ichthyologist uh, who's excited to study because uh, there are rumors that in this in this tributary they have discovered things that are thought to have been extinct. Uh, so we start out with kind of our Jurassic Park ooh, uh, Act One stuff of look at all these cool plant species that we thought were gone and weird animal species and ooh ahs. Uh, of course, later there's running and screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the further they travel, the more they discover a veritable lost world of plants and animals thought to be gone. Uh, but they're not alone. They're not the only as they observe their surroundings. Their surroundings are observing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, there's a scene where our, our our female protagonist, the ichthyologist, decides to go for a swim in her white bathing suit. And you're fucking goddamn right. As she's swimming, uh, we see a weird murky image of something underneath swimming, matching move for move because it's the most iconic thing from the movie, and we gotta match it. Um, so they get caught by the logging company security because uh, they're not supposed to be there. Uh, and they get blamed for a recent rash of attacks and murders on the logging operation. Uh, the tributary is... Uh, hold on. My notes are really scattered. This is like the fourth time I tried to write them down to make them clear, and I failed. Um, we learn the biologist is the daughter of the man running the mining company. Uh, the mining company found, uh, as they were uh, uh, doing their excavation of the tributary, a fossilized hand with no match in the known fossil record. She saw this, and that's why she's there. So, yes, I'm bringing back the fossil hand. Um, The attacks continue. We learn the company operation is setting up, has set up its operation directly over the creature's cave. Uh, The climax comes when the creature kidnaps our uh, ichthyologist chick. Uh, I literally wrote ichthyologist chick. Uh, Brie Larson would not be happy with you right now. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, unless she wants to be in this movie and gets a greenlit, then I'm all for being Larson, sure. Uh, so the creature kidnaps her, takes her away. Uh, our heroes, her father, and whatever other characters we put in this, uh, follow after her. Our, our big act three climax is them going through the caves, trying to find them, and it's sort of a, think like those awesome scenes from Rambo where people are walking around and Rambo just like pops out left and right from like hidden, you know, places and takes them out. Uh, Alien but in a cave with the creature. It's tight. It's claustrophobic. Uh, it's a very cost-effective set. Um, <clears throat> uh, so that's our third act. Uh, we they, they find her. They think they fought off the creature. A giant cave-in happens. They narrowly escape. Um, they take a, whatever boat is left, and they're, they're, they uh, you know, our last shot is them uh, you know, paddling or whatever out of the tributary to get back to you know the civilized world. Uh, and then the camera moves under the murky depths and we just see again, like the caved in, uh, uh, section of, of the creature's cave and we see some rocks stumble a bit and we just see the hand come out, cut to black, uh, keep it ambiguous. Um, so my question, is she pregnant? And yes. Yes, she could is. we make it Harry and the Hendersons where we see one, not one, but 37 like mermaids. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> quick pitch, quick pitch. I'm going to yes and that. So, uh, we cut back to the murky dots and we see uh, the caved in cave and the hand kind of pushes it out of the way and then all of a sudden we see a bunch of fish eggs start to float to the surface. <laughs> so, he was really a she so. and got impregnated. By, there had to be more. Keep it vague. Got to plant those sequels. Either that uh, or, or maybe the ichthyologist is not really a she. 
It's trans. She's gender fluid. Exactly. She just so self-identifies as a she. So what's the big reveal is is that when she gets out of the water, there's a giant bulge in her pants. <laughs> We've now hit the NC-17 category of the show. And she needs a cigarette. Uh, so, again, uh, elements to keep the swimming scene. Um, uh, obviously, this needs to be a man in a suit, so help me God, if you try to make the creature full CGI, I will, I will burn down your set. I'll fucking do it. Um... <laughs> If nothing else, Shape of Water proved you can do really, really good man in a suit. It can yeah. be augmented mm-hmm. with CGI, but you don't have to go full CG. In fact, it's better not to. Because yep. I don't know if you know this, but Shape of Water won a fucking Oscar. It did. So maybe we should go with that route. Sorry, I'm still mad about that thing. Uh, we made. Fish fucker. So, yep. so, you know, putting in all these nods to the original. And yes. Everything. Love nods to the original. When should I tell him I've never actually seen the creature from the Black Lagoon and have no idea what he's talking about with any of these things. Why do you say things just to hurt me, Scott? <laughs> I've never seen the whole thing, but I've seen enough of it that I am aware. So the most iconic scene from Creature from the Black Lagoon, it's exactly what I just described. So the, the, the I forget why they're... The, the original movie, uh, some people are doing something out of the Amazon. I forget what the setup is. They find... Uh, a fossilized hand mm. that doesn't match anything on the fossil record. Keep in mind, this is 1954. Uh, Big so, book of fossils. Got yeah. It. So they bring in some local, or they, they go to a university to bring in some experts to come study the hand. That's where our, our heroes come in. Uh, and they hear legends of this this lagoon. Um, so they chart a boat and we head off. And then that's our, our story is we're on a boat and we have the lagoon. It was literally shot in a... Uh, um, state park in california for some of it and then the lagoon itself was the 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 lake on the back lot of universal studios uh so again very budget conscious uh but at one point uh the the only female of the entire group uh decides to go swimming and she's in a a white bathing suit which apparently was very scandalous at the time uh and the movie is known for the given the technical limitations of the time amazing underwater photography so, she's swimming, she's on the surface, and then right below her, matching her moves, is the creature. Mm. Now, in the 54 version, it's not much mystery. It's boom, static shot, camera's locked down, she's moving, he's moving. It's cool, but 2020, you can make it look even more awesome. Uh, because there's not a whole lot of build-up and reveal for the creature. It's just, boom, there he is, okay. They, they don't try to hide them very much. It's just boom. There's the creature. Uh, so. Well, so I'll be honest. I'm, I, I don't like the I don't like the hand moving the thing and the eggs ending. It's it's. I was it, just ending I, on Julian. I know, I know, but it's too you know Matthew Broderick Godzilla ending. Well, now that you said that, I hate it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no that's just yeah, no. Um, and, and I I can't get over the 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 swim part. I mean. She's an ichthyologist. She's there because she's, you know, researching something and she's looking for something. She decides to take a swim and, oh, look, I happen to bring my bathing suit. I've gone on business trips to hotels with my swimming pools and fucking forgot my bathing suit. But you were not on a boat on the Amazon River, Scott. This is Talk true. to J-Lo, man. Yeah, man. She was ready for when those anacondas came around. Okay, fine, Scott. Okay. She's in a white uh, uh, wetsuit. 
That I can actually get okay. a little better. If she's okay. in a wetsuit and she's getting in the water she's for something. She's in her underwear. Who gives? She's naked. Who if, gives if, a fuck, if she, if she's getting She puts in the on water a white t-shirt and for, jumps for, in the water. For something to do with her research. It's all that about would, the okay. color contrast is what it is because it's the white yeah. in the black lagoon. I got no problem with the color contrast, but I don't get the point of her just stopping her research and just, I'm going to take a fucking swim in the middle of a goddamn lagoon or swamp or whatever. Okay, so let's say she gets, she steps in monkey shit. <laughs> okay. There, there's got to be a reason for her to get in the water. If that's what yeah, it is, then she gets she she steps in monkey yeah, shit no, no, or gets no, knocked in the water. I, I, I'm not trying to advocate her not getting in the water. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to make a, a, a better reason for it, which is. But if she's in a wetsuit and she's getting in the water because she's going after some kind of sample, where she's actually you know diving down to get a sample or something, that makes more sense than just oh it's a pretty moon. I'm going to take a nice moonlight swim and become you know. It's because she's horny. What? <laughs> That's in the musical version. <laughs> Don't YouTube Creature from the Black Lagoon the musical. Okay. Promise me you're not going to watch it. I'm going to. I will definitely. You've, fine. I will definitely not be doing that. <laughs> it is maybe the, one of the worst things ever. One of the worst crimes ever committed by Universal Studios is. Oh, I'm sure. Creature the musical. So when we talk about yeah the locked off or locked away tributary yes when we pop up in this. Is it like Land Before Time? Is it Savage Land? Are there dinosaurs? Or is it just okay, okay. We're is not, the one holdover? We're not full on um, um, Skull Island. Okay. But it, it it's... And, it's, and the only reason I brought this up is that the whole thing with the original creature is that it's supposed to be the missing link between like man and fish. Yes. Uh, so playing that up, the area he's from, the reason he's still alive, all these, you know millions of years later is because uh, th- that part of the Amazon uh, maybe evolved slower. Um, the, and then there's a, a plot I didn't get into that I thought about but didn't really have fleshed out where the, the local tribes know of this thing and, and they years and you know, centuries ago, that's why they sealed off the tributary was to seal off the creature. Uh, so as they're going down, we, you know, we have them stumbling across, you know, ruins and in, in, uh, uh, carvings and things of vaguely creaturesque forms that was maybe worshipped as kind of a god or, or a deity or some form like that. That it, it's a, a being of local legend, uh, and you can you can kind of explore that as you go. But so the 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 jungle would get uh, basically progressively creepier and darker as you get further and further into it because the the more in more down the tributary to, into the lagoon you get the like the more prehistoric and creepy the jungle is. So how big, do we maintain just normal size of the fish man, or do we make him like Michael Clark Duncan in the Green Mile big? I, well, and well, I was going to say, I had a question before you brought that up, was is it is it Jason Mimosa? Momoa. No. Mimosa. Uh, I say Mimosa. <laughs> I like Jason Mimosa. No, uh, I don't want a name actor playing the creature because I don't want to see an actor's face. I want to see a good suit performer. Yeah, play it's going to be uh, Andy Serkis, probably, or Doug Jones. Or Doug, Doug Jones, Jones is good. Probably. Doug, a little on the nose, but I wouldn't complain about that. It'd be the third time he played a fish man, but hey, yep. third time's the charm. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, as far as design of the creature, I don't want to get too drawn or like you know weighed down by that because I could be here all day talking about that because I'm me. Um, <laughs> but though know, there there have been, I mean, literally a reboot of this movie has been in the works since like 1982, and it's never come to fruition. But there's plenty if you go online and look. There are plenty. Rick Baker even at one point mm-hmm. was attached to the project, and he did a full on redesign of the creature. He I think he made like a, a maquette 
of it, but it never the project never took off, so it never saw the light of day. Hmm. Uh, but you could you could go a lot of different ways with the creature. You could do the the slimmer, sleeker, um, uh, shape of water esque thing. You could bulk him up a little bit. There are versions where he has a tail, so he can swim through the water faster, things like that. Uh, there's a lot of ways you could play with with the design of the creature. Uh, to me, what it counts is mostly the face, um, that scale texture he has on him, uh, and the hands are the big iconic things for me. The webbed yeah, hands the with the claws. Hands, yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as those elements remain, I think you're okay. Um, but definitely, if we're gonna play up, um, and this is the one time I'd be okay with some CGI, is the original as great as it was for its time. It's a guy in a suit. So he's doing really well swimming. A guy in a, like, you know, 80-pound rubber suit holding his breath underwater. He moves pretty good for a guy with those limitations on it. But this is supposed to be, like, the apex predator. Yeah. So when it's it in sh- the water, it, should be it is totally in its element. It yeah. Should be, yeah, and then I'm okay with some CGI in there. Um, yeah. Hmm. You got me super interested in uh, Rick Baker's... Uh, it's it's not hard to find if you Google it. I don't think. It must uh, be on his Instagram. And I've got uh, I've got I've got a few of those scripts too. Some of them are pretty bad, but uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of ways you can take the story. But again, I, because the original itself was not made for a you know a shit ton of money, it was made for <coughs> the the constraints they had. It was mostly shot on the back lot, you know, or pre existing locations. Um, what the fuck is it? <coughs> Look at it below, and it says visit Instagram, and it's not on there. So you could do that on again. Um, Shape of Water's budget was twenty million dollars. Granted, this would involve a bit more uh, action than that, but I think you could do this on a reasonable budget uh, without you know getting into Marvel territory because that's the whole idea behind the um, the Bloomhouse method is keep it low budget. So we can, we're going to keep it low budget. We'll keep the locations to a minimum. Uh, we'll keep the cast to a minimum. You can cast unknowns in this. That's fine because you don't need a star to anchor this movie. Um, Scott just punched the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, and then the, the, the hook I had a little trouble finding was how do you modernize it and give it a, a high concept. You make that big motherfucker. Yeah, there you go. Now that would be a badass A little more fish than shit. man. He, yeah. looks, uh, he looks pissed. Yeah. Yeah. We ruined his bath. We interrupted his bath. Yeah. So that's where I came up with the because it's kind of in the original the the idea of the uh, the logging company and their exploiting nature, whereas the creature is you know the embodiment of nature. So you can cast him in a little more sympathetic light of of he's you know uh, protecting the, the this lost territory this this you know one last untouched uh, wild wilderness. So we can. So wait, John so Carpenter can, was attached to direct the reboot. Who? John Carpenter. At one point, yes. Fuck. Yeah, I, Guillermo del Toro was attached. Um, Carpenter. There's a the, um, uh, Lord of the Rings guy. Peter Jackson was attached at one point. Yeah, yeah. Some like bitch. this. The the long sad history of oh my god that would have been awesome why didn't that happen uh, uh, is all over a creature from the Black Lagoon. At one point, Scarlett Johansson was attached to star in the reboot, and that obviously never came to be thank god because she is terrible even though what is black widow looks good because of taskmaster i'm just saying i haven't i haven't watched any of the trailers the new one came out like today it looks fantastic oh really yeah it does yep. i just like the fact they're finally using taskmaster 
I am aggravated because I really wanted him to be the main villain in uh, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series. I thought that'd have been cool. I can see that. Well, they can still bring him in. I mean, they still can. But on the fucking movie, so he's. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's a trailer. He yeah. knows how to fight like Black Panther, Captain America, Spider Man. Who was the other one? Quicksilver. Not Quicksilver. Um, uh, I have my phone out. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And then I think there's one more. He did just by watching the news. He figures out how to fight like these motherfuckers. Well, that's so. In the comics, his ability, his 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 superpower is once he sees someone do something, he can essentially mimic it. Uh, so yeah, there's a shot where he's just watching Black Widows. It's actually footage from Iron Man Two, but he's watching uh, Natasha in previously recorded fights, yeah. studying yeah. her moves. And then throughout various fights, we see him popping the Panther claws. Uh, he's got a shield-like cap. He yeah. fires a bow like Hawkeye. He he gets punched and then lands in a Spider-Man pose. Uh, so the assumption is that he's he's studied all the skill sets of the Avengers. He's a nerd um, who watches way too much television, <laughs> and it warped his brain in a good way. <laughs> Deadpool beat him in the comics once. Beat him with a form of fighting based on dance. He couldn't duplicate it. Yeah, because Deadpool is so erratic. You yeah. you cannot predict what he's going to do next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was, that was a fun fight. Yeah. I think they became friends after that. I think he's gone to him a couple of times. Don't they always? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Deadpool. Everyone's friends with Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool could probably, like, you know, belly up to Castle Doom and say, Hey, Vic, <laughs> I need a favor. <laughs> I got, like, fucking no nukes. <laughs> but, yes, we need more monster movies is what we're saying. All right. Well, yeah, many, that's my pitch. Uh, yeah, thought I would take my head. So... We got some time to fill. We do. We got a little bit of time to fill. Uh, let's. You want to talk shit about the Batman some more and how terrible the Batmobile looks? Okay. I fucking hate that car. Uh, and <laughs> it I looks get like it. a charger yeah. with a fucking uh, proton pack hooked up to the back. And, and, and I don't give a shit if there's a precedence in the comics of back in the day Batman just drove a regular car as a Batmobile. Okay, fine, cool. Guess what? It's 2020, and at this point, the Batmobile is a little more involved than that. And I get, yeah, it's supposed to be Bruce Wayne as he's just starting out. Okay, fine. But it literally looks like a souped-up muscle car that someone stole from the Fast and Furious set. It looks nothing at all like a Batmobile. It has nothing on it that identifies it as, oh, that's the Batmobile. Yeah, it's literally just got the briefcase from uh, Pulp Fiction in the back that opens up the red light shining in the back seat. <laughs> it's got no a giant, is, yeah, a giant exposed engine on the rear of the car. That's yeah. practical for Batman. Yeah. What are you going to do, just pop a wheelie every time you hit a red light? Like, you're fucking stupid. He just hits the nitrous, man. Well, I mean, that would explain... It's just an awesome. It would explain, if it's year one, why he looks like such a doofus on the Batmobile, because he's learning how to fucking ride a bike. Because a rich man has never ridden a bike before. Yeah, no. Fucking uh, bullshit. I was excited about, uh, what were they calling him? Pattinson. Pattinson. I know it's Pattinson. Pattinson. Pattinson, yeah. That's gay. But, uh, (laughs) he's such a fucking goofball, I'm losing faith left and right. When he couldn't bulk up because he's such a skinny little bitch, he looks like he's on meth all the time. Well, couldn't bulk up enough for the bad suit. They had to postpone. Keaton's bad suit did all the work for him, and he was still awesome. So hey, Val Kilmer was fucking lean, mean, and uh, yes, he I was. I mean, Christian Bale is just a freak of nature, but um, <laughs> Batfleck was awesome. Yeah, no, I've been talking know, to people. I mean, it helps being an alcoholic, yeah. and you just gain a lot of weight right before <laughs> you. <laughs> I, I think I think Ben Affleck got kind of screwed his, his time as Batman just from everything that was going on around it. 
I think if you had given him his own Batman movie, not trying to do a year one thing with him. That's exactly but, what this current movie started as was Batman, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman movie. The oh, Batman. really? Yeah, yeah. They should have kept it, and they should have kind of let off with it. Um, yeah, well, that's just why I'm really, straight into the death of I'm really curious shit. about the story this because it did. It began life as um, uh, I think it was Chris Terrio and Ben Affleck were writing the Batman, which was supposed to be a standalone version of that Batman and getting a movie. Uh, famously, the, the you know, uh, Ben Affleck dropped out as a director. That's when the current director came on, and then Ben Affleck dropped out as being Batman altogether. So I don't know what form of that original story is still intact, how it mutated and, and, and became what it is now. Uh, part of me really kind of hopes that this movie opens with a shot of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. And the whole movie was a, a flashback, flashback to his early because so the, the, the rumor is it's set in the nineties. I don't know how you. I don't know from, where that rumor came from. I don't know how you could go from from Pattinson to Affleck in the space of yeah thirty years. I, Look at what happened I'm, to fucking Obi Wan Kenobi, man. <laughs> Life was tough in those nineteen years. <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense, but I would love it if, if they stuck. If they stuck to their guns, we're like, no, we're just gonna make a prequel movie about this version of the Batman. <coughs> um, I would applaud them for doing something out of the box, but it's probably not gonna happen. How many fucking villains are in this one? Like seventeen? There's a bunch, but I like that. I, 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 the comics are so amazing because there's this great world of characters and and a great history to play off of, and the movies have always miss that because every movie is the introduction to that villain mm -hmm. so you never get the villains yes. repeating you never get a, a shared history of a universe uh which is one of the things i loved about the idea of ben affleck's batman was no this is just like he's done this for 20 years he's yeah. old and grizzled and bitter uh you've got a great wealth of backstory you can fill in as you please uh, i love that idea of just jumping into a fully realized world and going from there cool fine so I I like that if we're carrying that forward if if you know if Penguin's in the movie but he's he's not um, he, he's running the iceberg lounge. Yeah, well, now one thing that's going to piss me off about this movie. Okay. So we have to sit through his damn parents getting killed again. I'm fucking getting sick of Batman movies telling us where Batman came from. I don't think we're going to have a a I don't think they're going that full on origin. I think I again so. the I'm not. The idea is is that he's 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 not brand new to being Batman. He's been around for a couple of years, yeah. but he's not the fully he's Realized, not Ben yeah. Affleck Batman. Yeah, he's he's not the the grizzled veteran. Um, he's he's still a bit you know uh, wet behind the ears. And he's got Joe Chill's gun broken up, and that's the bat symbol. That's the bat symbol. Because he's metal. I'm gonna take the gun that killed my parents and wear it on my chest as a symbol because I'm metal. You know what? You understand me, Alfred? Get out of my room! <laughs> Sorry. From Battenson to Bat Batfleck. <laughs> It'd have been better if he'd have made a codpiece out go. of it and was just like banging the Riddler with that codpiece. <laughs> because I swear to God, if they come out and like the Riddler and the Penguin are shipped like they were on Gotham, <laughs> I'm gonna be very upset. Uh, it's it's the cast is very interesting. Uh, I want to give this movie all the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't mind the suit. I think the cowl looks a little weird. But again, I haven't seen the full cowl on Robert Pattinson in yeah. like a full-on shot. I haven't seen any actual footage. Uh, it's just that camera test. 
the stills of the Batmobile and him standing next to it, and that's the only officially released stuff we've seen. The uh, the, the, the the pictures that we do have of the cowl, you know, where it's, it's close up and you can't see the stitching and stuff. The way it's lit and the lighting always reminds me of it reminds me of Alex Ross. I get a little bit of Alex Ross. That could very in, well be in, intentional in that, yeah. in, that, in that view, um, and especially in that that um, uh, the glean coming off of that cow where you can really see the, the leather texture yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I, I get Alex Ross when I see that. Worst comparisons to be made. But yeah, and it is, I believe, the first... I like the idea of the cow being leather and being sort of soft so he can move his goddamn head. Uh, you know, it took us 20 years to solve that problem. Carbon, carbon fiber underlay so he won't crack his skull open every time he hits the fucking <laughs> ground or gets hit over the head with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> a baseball bat hitting <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, not hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a car. Apparently it is. Yeah, it's a Charger. Yeah, it's no, like that's... a 71 Charger. I saw it. Again, you're already asking me to suspend disbelief that a man is dressing up like a bat and fighting crime at night. I can go the extra mile and believe that a billionaire has a one-of-a-kind prototype uh, assault vehicle called a Batmobile. I can go that extra mile, guys. It's okay. You don't have to make the car so mundane it's fucking boring. Uh, and that's the biggest, like, the Batmobile should always just, as soon as you look at it, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Someone goes, it's the Batmobile. You're, you should be, oh, yeah, well, what else could it be? Like, yeah. the 89 Burton. Bat- There's nothing else that car can be. That's, oh, yeah, no, that's the Batmobile. No, that's the only thing that makes sense for that car being. great Batmobile. I mean, the uh, I don't care what anybody I says. I hate the Tumblr because like it's the Tumblr. I love the Tumblr. We're calling it the Tumblr. It's not the Batmobile. He literally took a vehicle that already was fully existed in that world, and he painted it black, and now it's the Batmobile. I let that ride for Batman Begins because, okay, he's putting all of his shit together. Fine. But by Dark Knight, that should have been redesigned to look a lot more Batmobile-ish and a lot less stealth tank. I liked it. I love Affleck's, other than the permanently attached cannons on the hood of the car. Mm. Like, right where... Because, like, the nose of the car kind of comes to a point, and then giant bulky turret. And it's like, get that off there. But I really, other than that, I really like the Ben Affleck version. But, but cannons on a car are very easy to do, especially with some, you know, PVC pipes painted, painted black and, and, and things. Jokes for two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's, it's lazy. Uh, get rid of it. Uh, blow it up like uh, you know at the end of the movie have it have it blow up and he has to get a real fucking Batmobile for the next movie I'll be fine with it but so who's right going to play Lucius Fox in this one uh, what's his name is you know we don't necessarily need a Lucius Fox uh, and maybe that's something we build to later um, the best the best Lucius Fox I've ever liked was the the one from the animated series that's the one where he was the uh, just just his mechanic right I don't know if that character was Lucius Fox or not, but yeah, there's there's an episode, yeah, because where you meet the mechanic that made the Batmobile for Batman in the animated series, but I don't yeah. remember if it has a Lucius Fox or not. It, it could be. I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. arguing. I, just, I, I don't remember. Because because uh, yeah, it was the it was the whole somebody got a, somebody found out who he was down in the basement. Down in the basement. Yeah, somebody found out who he was. The, the code. Uh, yeah. They sabotaged. The I think it's the Penguin. Yeah, finds out where Batman gets the Batmobile fixed up at, and he. Goes into the shop and makes the guy sabotage the Batmobile. Um, great line from Batman Returns. He didn't lose anything. An arm. A leg. Bladder control. <laughs> Love that line. It's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. <laughs> Chicks don't dig. 
jackasses who drive souped up chargers and think they're cool. They've made nine movies that begs to differ. That's what they gotta do, yeah. It's like a fucking 50-year-old divorcee dad's hobby car on the weekend. It's not the goddamn Batmobile. Or some uh, fucking douchebag lives out in Vegas, does blow all the time, yes. and he's like, this is my car. That asshole. That this would is be my cool. Batmobile. There are many like it, but this one is mine. The engine's so big, I had to take off the whole back end just to fit it. Oh. What if it turned out to be, like, the, uh, what was it, the 78 Trans Am? That was the Bandit Mobile? Make the Batmobile out of the Bandit. The Bandit car. Be the greatest movie ever. Wait, who's playing Alfred in this one? I do not. Uh, Andy Strickus, I believe. That's right. And, uh, shit. Colin Farrell is the penguin. Yep. And, oh, that's going to be nice. Uh, I like Colin Farrell. Love Colin Farrell. Uh, and Bruce is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Zoe Kravitz is back. Uh, Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah, sorry. You know, I know Ben Affleck's Daredevil gets a lot of shit. I actually don't mind the movie. But I loved Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Oh, absolutely. I loved that Daredevil movie, with the exception of if you cut out that stupid playground, give me your phone number fight scene. I love yeah. that fight scene. Cut that out, it's a great I love movie. that fight scene. When he's like, oh, the, it's getting ready to rain. How do you know the temperature dropped five degrees? I don't even mind that. It's just, we spend the whole first like 20 minutes of that movie establishing how like dark and, and, and gritty this is. And like he gets in a fight and he loses teeth and he has to sleep in a deprivation tank and and all this kind of stuff. And then literally like 10 minutes later, he's having a full-on chop wire foo fight in the middle of broad daylight with tons of witnesses yeah. to get a girl's phone number. Yeah, but in the comics, Matt Murdock always did shit he shouldn't be doing in broad daylight in his Matt Murdock thing. He, he fought shit all the time. He did all kinds of shit, like catching things, and he just did all that shit in the, all the time. In the, like, did the he have full-on, shop style wire-foo matches to get a girl's phone number? I'm going to say yes. Even for the comics, that scene is I'm over a, the top I'm and ridiculous. Yes. But other than that I, love that, I love that movie. Yeah. Electra was terrible. The movie uh, I, Electra, not the character. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought the full-on movie they, was terrible. They nerfed well, her a bit. Yeah. Well, they the, also rushed the whole death of Electra thing. Well, the whole the problem with that was uh, the actress, and I can't remember her name. Jennifer Garner? Yeah, because no one gives a shit about her anymore. She only got cast because of Alias. That's the entire reason she was Wasn't popular. she with Ben Affleck at the time, too? Yeah, that didn't, didn't, didn't hurt. But I don't remember. It was, yeah, and she should have been somebody else. Jennifer Garner should have never had that role. No, I agree. So. Electra Nachio. She didn't look very Greek. No. Not remotely. Well, was it Lucius Fox or not? You're keeping I'm still trying case. to find the damn episode. Son of a bitch. Alright, kids. You'll have to let us know on the flip side. Uh, so there you go. There's our horror movie pitches. Um, bring back Johnny Depp as the new <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Yes. Teddy Brueger. Teddy Brueger. Give us that creature uh, from the scary, left. The good movie, finally. Uh, make uh, fucking Wyatt Earp a yes. vampire hunter. That would be awesome. Make Doc Holliday a vampire. Find, yes, and Doc Holliday is a vampire the whole time. I'd watch that fucking movie. Uh, calm the fuck down about coronavirus and wash your hands. 
Stop hey. licking each other's buttholes. <laughs> Actually, don't stop licking each other. Keep that shit up, because I am a fan. Uh, the Batmobile sucks, and Ben Affleck, Daredevil's better than everyone gives it credit for. Oh, I found the episode. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Update. I'm, I'm just waiting for it to load, because the signal sucks here. Who do you have? Uh, Sprint. Oh, Sprint just sucks, period. Is that, don't blame it on the apartment. He also could have uh, asked for so the Wi-Fi John Blancy is Eagleton, Dick Grayson, Rundle, Sheldrake. Funny, the Penguin, uh, Earl Cooper was, uh-huh. was his name. It was not Lucius Fox, voiced by Paul Winfield. Yeah, Earl Cooper. How do you know? Because he's the only black guy in the cast. Well, that's racist. Yes, it is, but I'm pretty sure it works. <laughs> nope, that's where we cut the show off. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> do better. couldn't explain it, but there it was, alive, in the deep, deep waters of the Amazon, a throwback to a creature that had existed a hundred million years ago, immensely strong and destructive. A woman's beauty, the bait that brought it out of its lair. See underwater thrills never photographed before. See titanic underwater battles never dreamed of before in this most terrifying of the science fiction adventures.